Kalimera, Kalispera, Kalumvradi, whatever time you're watching or listening to This Is Mapa. I'm still. I have Thassel with me again. Hello. Hello, young man. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. Oh my god, you have a break for a week and the world burns. It's mad. <laughs> it is mad. <laughs> like even before we started recording, I was thinking, where do we begin? Honestly. <laughs> It's carnage. It's yeah, like obviously there's a lot of people uh, in Gibraltar watching, but there's a few people internationally that don't really pay attention to what's going on yeah. in Gibraltar unless they're listening to this. Mm. And crash course. Hopefully this thing doesn't last four hours because obviously you know me and you got to get to bed to start the day tomorrow. Yeah. But Jesus yeah. Christ, people. Oh, calm down a little bit. Put the brakes on. Let's just relax. Take a few deep breaths and just settle down. It's fine. But do you know what? I, I, at least it's a good thing that, okay, I don't know how many hours ahead Cyprus is to Paris, but we're two hours behind Cyprus it's, in the it's UK. One, it's one here. It's one hour, yeah. So I'm, I'm glad that on a non-match day like tonight, nothing really happens. Nothing really happens. It's almost as if they clock out for mm. a couple of days when there's no games on. And it, it, it kind of, there's always a bit of news, but there's nothing like really meaty. But a whole heap of shit has happened the past couple of weeks. Uh, and obviously I was away, so apologies. And we weren't able to do a pod, apologies. So for the benefit of our viewers, not our listeners, because you're going to need to watch this as opposed to listening to it. Um, I put together a compilation of last week's results, which we didn't show. So, are you, are you ready for this, Tassel? I am ready. Exactly right. And um, before I begin, just turn it down because it might be a little bit loud in your ears because I put some music as well. I didn't, I didn't produce the music. I, I just downloaded it. But here we go. This is what you missed.
There you go. <laughs> As I said, I did not produce this song. If I did, it would sound exactly like that. That is the best version of AHA's Take On Me I've ever heard in my life. Especially at the end where you heard a, a different instrument, which sounded more like a... a kazoo. Bird, like a kazoo. <laughs> I really, I really enjoyed the bit with the, you know, the, the breakdown of the. <laughs> that's, the yes. that's the bit that sent me over the top. <laughs> Just when uh, Abolon grabbed their third goal in the three defeat, because they they kind of knew what's coming. All right, so a lot has happened. A lot has happened, and that's just based on those clips, two and a half minutes. But the the main game I want to focus on is Abolon losing four three to the. Lokomotiv Bolemidia, also known as Garmiodisa, a team who appointed a new head coach, their fifth of the season, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and a lot happened at full time, Thassot. Um, do you want to break it down for people or shall we just summarize it? Uh, well, yeah, uh, so in my notes, I called it Fallout New Vegas all. Just okay. Because just because of the the it was as if a nuke went off. So during the game, when uh, I think it was when Garmiodisa equalized or when they got yeah, uh, when Alalucci was taking the penalty, Bolon fans started throwing like what water bottles and all kinds of things onto the pitch to try and put him off. Didn't work. He scored he scored the penalty to to equalize and all hell kind of broke loose people breaking chairs off and throwing them onto the pitch and all kinds of stuff going on. And they had to delay the match, the finish of the match for a bit. Um, they brought the players back on, the match finished, uh, obviously with the defeat uh, for Abolon after the uh, after going 3-1 up, they lose the game 4-3. Uh, and then halfway through the press conference, Magridis, basically, Magridis who was the coach at Abolon, came out and just said, um, yeah, so I'm not taking charge of another Abolon game again. That's it for me. Uh, and then uh, during his like resignation speech, he went off on the Abolon fans on why they're attacking his Gumbaro Girzis. You know, he's, he, he's run the club so well over the last few years, and he's, he's been uh, he's been hauled over the hot coals over some mistakes in one season and sometimes it goes wrong and people really need to have patience and Abolon will come back stronger again next season, albeit without Costandinos Magridis in charge. Four hours later, it was like two o'clock in the morning or something stupid like that. Abolon came out with a statement specifying that Basically, the whole of the current board of the football club are resigning uh, at the end of the season uh, in time for a new board to be elected in place. Uh, so, yeah, completely completely wiped the floor clean uh, as of May. Bring in new people, get everything sorted and, uh, and start again. Uh, fans got what they want. Uh, obviously, since then, because Magrid has announced he's resigned, they've had to go and find fourth coach. Yeah, fourth coach since they've won the league. Last Zonega, Cadala, Magrid, and, uh, and now I'm done. Hmm. Yeah, 
Bogdan Adoni, who uh, previously played for Abolon between 2003 and 2008. So he won the title with them as a player. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the his his coaching career is a bit um, worrying. Yeah, since 2016, when he started being a head coach, he's had roles at eight different clubs in Romania. Okay. So in what that six years. Mm. 22, yeah, if we go 2016 to 22, in six years, he's had eight jobs. Yeah. <clears throat> so. The, the thing is, if we rewind back to the original issue between the ultras and the board, didn't the ultras come up with a statement saying that they demanded the sacking of Magridis? And then 25 hours later, they came up with another statement saying, Okay, well, we've we've had a conversation with the board. They're giving us some assurances, and we're we're willing to be patient. But if things don't change, we want immediate change, so to speak. We want everyone to resign. <coughs> and I thought, okay, let's see how long this lasts. It wasn't even a week. Yeah, pretty much, pretty pretty much. I think I think that Garmiodisa result really really set a fire. Well, there was already a fire. They basically chucked petrol on top of that fire, mm. yeah, and then chucked a deodorant can in there just to, just to exactly just to make things a bit more interesting. Uh, uh, this so, this Odessa yeah. game, there was ten minutes added time, and the referee blew up on ninety eight minutes because so much shit was being thrown onto the field. It was like we we can't we can't carry on, we can't carry yeah. on. But I mean, it started from when Alucci was stepping up to take the penalty, and it's it, and you see, and you see the thing like he's he's actually about to run up to take the penalty, and you see like stuff flying onto the yeah. pitch. They're trying to they're trying to put him off from taking the penalty, obviously. But um, you know, they're they're going for him as well, and obviously yeah. he scores the goal. He goes and celebrates right where those things are coming from, so. He's goading he's the, the, those fans on yeah. even more, angers them even more. So they're going to get up to even more shit, aren't they? Um, yeah, I remember he apologised to on Sida Vision. He was he was being um, interviewed by Marina at full time, and he said, "Look, you know, I, was, I shouldn't have done what I did. Here at the moment, thing, I apologise, but too late, mate." Yeah, I mean, he he, he already caused the, the trouble, but I mean. As well, you know, if things are raining down on you while you're trying to take a penalty, a penalty is already a high-stress situation. Yeah. If you've got people chucking stuff at you as well while you're trying to take the penalty, then I can understand his reaction as well. Like, you know, fucking, uh, I got fucking scored even though you're trying to, trying to put me off that way as well. Like, you know, if they were throwing stuff that caused some proper damage as well, you know, like what... Uh, the Anorthosi fans did with Knobloch, you know, with the with the Barres, then, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a big problem. Um, now, due to the time we record this and kind of the weak delay in the Vigastica, we won't know what kind of punishments are going to be in place until uh, either Wednesday or Thursday. So that one's going to be an interesting one. Um We'll see. 
We'll see. It'll be. It'll be. I think. I think it'll be another game at the uh, Costco Arena without fans again. It's, it's 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 nice that all this money's been spent on the stadium and nobody's getting to go. <laughs> no one's going to sit in it. <laughs> no, no one's going to sit in it. No one's going to sit in it. But... Anyway, anyway, right. Shall we move on then to uh, the recent games? Yep. Yeah. 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 And, uh, just, um, let me let me just check if there's any check. Uh, any check. news. No cup games. No, that's it. All right. Yep. Yeah. Let's go. Nope. Fair enough. Okie yep. dokie. Well, I hope I've got the right one here. One moment. Okay. So, para limni face Carmiodisa, or should I say Locomotive Olemidia, ended in a one-all draw. Marquez de Almeida Vieira da Silva Luis gave <laughs> Paralimni the lead. El Alucci scored his fourth goal in six games. And um, I think yeah. all of them have come from the spot. <laughs> all but yeah, all of them have, I think. He's he's got he's got six goals this season. Four, six, sorry, four six, penalties. Four there yeah. you go. So yeah, um I'll leave it over to you with this one because as far as I remember, it was it wasn't a game full of chances, opportunities, but yeah. Yeah, I mean the the, the highlight reel for this is, is a fairly quick one, but yeah, in essence, it's well, Alimni's goal ends up being a very standard corner routine that should have been dealt with very easily by the Garmodisa defense, but you know, kind of everybody's stood around very static, not not doing much. Uh, yeah, so the Kind of if people are watching, this is this is the goal here. Uh, yeah, the the just the ball comes in and nobody reacts to it. Like nobody, they've got so many orange shirts in the in the penalty box, and nobody's rushing out to meet the ball, uh, or if they are, they're moving too slowly. And you know, it's, it's it's a good it's a good finish. It's a good finish, uh, but he shouldn't have been able to. Shouldn't have been able to get onto that in the first place, but you know. Um, the yeah, so kind of on uh Enos's well, side, we've talked about the DLR and Vucenovic, but uh, Mayer as well, I think, comes up quite a lot in this game so with his uh, with his passing and and uh, his, his chance creation. He's a very tricky little player. I mean, we're going to see, uh, we would have seen, you know. Few more examples uh, from from the game last week as well. Uh, last week as well, he seemed to have done uh, very well. Um, Ganmiodisa struggled to get a foothold on the game, you know, until they put Terry Cruz on the pitch. Uh, Graven Birch. Uh, if, if people don't know what uh, Graven Birch looks like, he's he's, he's like Terry an Akin Fenwa type beast looking player and he's rapid as well <laughs> from, from, the, from from what we saw of him uh, in the uh, uh game he's 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 rapid and well he, uh, he moves quicker than he moves quicker than terry cruz when he's in the dance scene of white chicks yeah exactly there you go and uh, it, it was causing as soon as he came on that the, the game kind of flipped on its head from where baralimni were in control and then all of a sudden gamiodisa come back into the game uh um, the penalty here. Um, I mean, what do you think? Um, well, I think it's a little harsh, but 
this is Cyprus and this is the Broatlima and these decisions are given time and time and time again, mm-hmm. but sometimes they're not. Well, yeah, so I mean, yeah. It's, it's basically a coin toss. That's what it is. Yeah, I think it's got something to do with the the interpretation of the rule because it's basically if the ball hits your hand, that's it. Stop the game. Stop the game. I mean, you know, there's been some cases rather than you know it talking about accidental movements or touches or you know that hand being away from your body or whatever else. Sometimes that doesn't even bloody matter. I mean, there was a couple of cases last week where um, I think the there's there's an there's an IL thing last week. I think it was yeah the IL penalty where the player tries to clear the ball. The Nea Salamina player tries to clear the ball. I think it's Nea Salamina. You talk about the cup game. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah the cup game. Yeah, where the where the player try like clears the ball away and. You know, with the movement of his body, it, just with the power that he's cleared it, his arm goes across his body like that. And yeah. then he tries to bring it back. And as he's trying to bring it back, because the ball he's cleared is cannoned off a striker, the mm. ball basically hits his hand here as he's bringing it back. And they gave that as a penalty. Even though it's clearly, I mean, even when they were checking it on VAR, it's clearly accidental. It's not. There's no, nothing to be gained from it by anyone because, in theory, you know, if his hand wasn't there, his body was going to block the shot anyway. Yeah. So, uh, but they gave it anyway, and it's and it's situations like these that keep appearing in a lot of games. Um, so yeah, completely agree with that. But mate, um, as I said before, it's, it's a coin toss. Mm. We saw Omonia should have been given one against Bafo. Olympia Goz perhaps should have had one against Omonia the other night, which we're going to delve into. I don't know if it, even if it's on the highlights, actually. Maybe Silla Vision removed it. I don't know. Uh, but we'll go into that in a bit of detail because there's been a fallout. But there's there's some more stuff from Garmio de Sabre, some more light-hearted stuff, isn't there, with regards to the atmosphere and their Instagram <laughs> followers or that kind of stuff? <clears throat> yes. So... There's a picture on uh, that, that, that the Gamyodisa social media people decided to put up of like the, the atmosphere at the game to thank yep. the fans for being there. And it's basically, there yeah, there you go. It's basically 12 people <laughs> far <laughs> apart and they're all holding lit flares. So they're probably going to get fined at least double the amount that they made on ticket sales if they weren't given out for free. More than likely. Um, Do you think it was those people that are standing outside Punim, the shop, the other week, with the orange (laughs) Land Rover? (laughs) (laughs) Probably. Probably. It's it's great. It's great. Buy a Um, bottle of wine, you get a free ticket. (laughs) It's... Ah, but yeah, it's it's it's. Uh, there's I don't I don't know what's going on with their social media guys. There, there's sometimes they've got proper game on. Sometimes you're like, hmm, it's, it's hit and miss from them. But I mean, yes. the, yeah, the other thing is they they wanted to celebrate having four K followers on Instagram. Yep. Um. So yeah, four thousand followers. Thank you for your support. The problem is. 
Um, I think they use one of those apps that post things on all Hootsuite. social medias. Yeah. 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 Um, so they posted that on their Twitter account as well, even though their Twitter account only has 55 followers. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> amateurs mm. amateurs mm. come on mm. <laughs> come on we we put up that goal of Lukili's and we got about a thousand times more views than they did on their account I mean come on we'll do your social media for you Garmiodesa I mean you don't yeah. even have Garmiodesa in the capital look at that look at the name Garmiodesa AFC well Garmiodesa AFC they don't even have the sp- you can change that guys you can't put a capital K. You can't put a space after the the SA. You can even make the FC capitals. You know, official profile of Garmudis FC. Great goal to win. Well, you got four against Abolon, so you can score goals, and you got a lovely photograph of your players celebrating there. I don't know which game that is, but come on now, <clears throat> come on, attention to detail. Ah, oh, yeah. So you know. Bit of some light-hearted stuff to start us off before we get into the. I don't know series. what you want me to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. I'm ready. You are ready. <laughs> <coughs> Blimey! Ah, you could tell I'm not well. You could tell I am not well. Ah, <laughs> oh, cracky! Right. Uh, what's the next game? What's the next game? Let's just randomly bring one up. Here we go, Aris. Aris Trant Salamina. By three goals to nil, two early goals, which effectively killed off the game. Um, goals from Gagorin from the spot after the first minute. The next goal was scored by. Let me think. Let me think. Don't don't, don't tell me. Don't tell me. Was it Gomis? Gomis scored it. Yep. Gomis. Uh, the third goal scored by. Who grabbed the third one? There's an own goal from Gatsigas. Yeah. And yeah, three nil victory for. Uh, Aris, a little bit controversial there from Gagorin celebrating in front of the Salamina fans. I don't know why he did that. I'm not sure whether, because we can see that there's a bit of an argument between him and one of the Salamina yeah. defenders. He um, gets a yellow card for it as well. Yeah, he does. Now, cupping his ears in front of the Salamina fans, I don't know if there's a rivalry between the two teams. I'm guessing, again, just a guess, they got Salamina, who are very left-leaning, and you have a Russian player there, and perhaps they weren't happy with um, certain political things, I don't know, but whatever. I'm not gonna yeah. guesstimate. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just gonna, yeah, yeah, because because I tried to, I tried to look at what was going on, uh, you know, when they when they were showing the fans behind the goal there, and they didn't seem to be reacting to anything. Right, yeah, but so anyway, got got to go to this Gomis goal because, no, like, I, you can see Bursai did this afterwards. He's like losing his goddamn mind, and rightly so, because what kind of Fucking passing, and what kind of reaction time do, 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 does that defense need to react to 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 that to that pass? They basically just let Gomez just just run in and and put the finish away. Like, look at it, no reaction whatsoever. They just they just let him go. Um, but I mean, I, I find it incredible when you watch it again. Look at look at Malagiris; he's got his left arm out, just like saying, "Go on, go on, go on, go on, yeah. go on, yeah. go on." Look, there you go. And is like, "No, I'm not quick enough. <laughs> I can't it's, catch him." It's, 
it's un it's unbelievable. I mean, it's a good finish by Gomez as well. Like he, the composure from him was mm. was good. You know, he still had a lot to do. So, you know, all, all fair play to him. And then, kind of the the first half kind of continues on uh, with uh, like the, the way the first five ten minutes went is just attack, yeah. Iris attack after Iris attack. Iris attack. And you know, obviously Salamina have a couple of chances to to get back into the game. They don't do much with them. But yeah, uh, I think in the 28th minute, uh, uh, Gorgorin has a chance where it's harder for him to miss and he misses yep. it. It's right. It's I, I think he's just surprised he was able to get to the ball. <laughs> uh, just 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 the, again, the defense. It's absolutely static. You can see like the Irish players are lining up for the shot and completely free. Like there's no Nia Salamina players on them. It's uh, the thing you know. is when you're when you're 2 0 down away from home after half an hour, especially after sorry, after like 10 minutes, it's very it four difficult. Minutes. To, it was four, four minutes. minutes. Apologies. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I was, I was being I was being generous. It's very difficult to get your head back in it and Salamina have been so stout defensively this season. You can call it a blip because I've never seen them, well, I haven't seen yeah. them taken apart like this this season. I can't remember anyway. And you're looking at a team that went to Buffalo the other week and beat them. And it was, a, even though it was only 2-1, it was convincing. But Buffalo had nothing in this game, in that game. Whereas this one, that mistake for the first goal, the mistake for the second goal, that killed them. It absolutely killed yeah. them. Yeah. Um. What would you make of this goal? Off. It looks like Gogorin was offside, but um... uh, yeah, I think the the decision is that the, when the cross came in, the cross is actually played backwards, so the ball is further ahead than Gogorin. Right. Okay. Fair enough. I think like I was listening to the commentary as the as they were discussing this, and the idea was that yeah, yeah, it's basically because the ball gets played backwards towards him. Did you see the blue line is the the blue line is the ball and the green line was got in? Oh, we can't we can't go by the lines, man. <laughs> yeah, I I know, but they're going by the lines, so we have to as well. It's, <laughs> but you know, you know, I just, what are you going to do? And then kind of the the second half kind of dies a death because obviously Addis, uh, you know, they, they they take the foot off the gas because they don't need to they don't really need to do much else because they've already three goals up, so they kind of sit back and defend a little bit, inviting a bit of pressure. Uh, but yes, Halamina just didn't have that much of an end product. So obviously there's a couple of worrying chances for Van Alves to try and deal with, and he deals with them fine. But apart from that, kind of, you know, you go from the 56th minute and then the next highlight is like the 85th. You know, there's, there, wasn't, there wasn't a lot going on there. But yeah, very, very disappointing on Salamina's end because they were obviously, you know, they came in to this game with a bit of form, kind of. Um, yeah, three, kind of, three wins from five, three yeah, wins on the balance, and, and kind yeah. of ahead in the race for those last two top six places. Yep. Um, so uh, you know, get gain any kind of result against Darius would have done done them a world of good, but instead, Aris get the result and. Uh, now they're five wins on the trot, I think, something like that. Yeah, that's right. Um, and they, they were going through a period where it was just draws and draws and draws, wasn't it? Yeah. 
They had six oh, draws um, in a row. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then... But I think, I think interestingly enough, with Salamina, they've won 12, drawn one, and lost 11. Now, can you imagine how, how much better they'd be doing if they, you know... Not lose that many games. <laughs> yeah, I th- I, but I think the games they have lost as well. It's been by the odd goal. It's not like it's not yeah. like this game, for instance, uh, because I think yeah, I'm just checking now. Uh, their their goals against. Twenty nine. Uh, oh no, that's quite a few. Exactly, and there's me saying yeah. that they're defensively stout. You know, mm-hmm. but when you when you look at the statistics. Doesn't really back up my claim, but given how they've been oh, playing the past weeks, saying that, it, if you take the blip of the last game out, that would be twenty-six goals, and that still puts them kind of in the top six or seven teams defensively. So it's yeah, not I mean, it's, they, it's, it's mid-table. I mean, they're, they're, they're you know they're they're performing both with the goals scored and the goals conceded. They're performing mid-table-wise. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. right. If you look at the teams below them, I think only Ayel and Anorthosi have got a better defensive record and Anorthosi is only just, really. It's only a couple goals. So, anyway. I feel slightly vindicated then. (laughs) Yeah. No, no, you're you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. The... um, on Ayer's side, obviously, with this run at form, I mean, I was going to talk yeah. about it a bit later, kind of like as an overview, but they basically, they, I think they, with the last two match day results from the other three teams that were supposed to be top three, they've kind of put themselves back into contention now, haven't they? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so yeah, it's, it's going to be, it's certainly going to be an interesting um, playoff. Situation, I think, anyway, because, yeah, because um, yeah, everybody can yeah. take points off each other, especially in that top four. Depends who gets exactly. into those last bottom two places, but that top four is not is not stand out in there. Yeah, so yeah. be interesting. There you go. There you go. Going right. back, to, well, going back to Aris before we move go, on. Go, go, going go. Back to Aris, we're 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 in the big leagues now. Aren't we? Yeah. Yes. Aren't we? We be Aris. Aris is. You know what? Aris is the best team because they were the first to follow us on on the twitters. Yeah, that's right. Thank yeah. you, Aris. Yeah. Where, where the hell Aris. are the rest of the teams? Come on. Well, Buffalo are following us. Buffalo are following us. Are they? They are following us. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah, I can but... confirm that. In fact, Buffalo were the first team to follow us. All right. They okay. Were the, they were the first teams. But what I will say. For anyone that's watching uh, from Aris, and I'm not just saying this because you guys follow us on, on social media, but hats off to you lot with your marketing and your branding in Cyprus. Because I got off the plane and I was waiting in the in the baggage claim area at Lanaka Airport and you've got the digital boards where it's got adverts and all that. Lo and behold, one comes up of Aris. Welcome to Cyprus. Lovely. Stayed in Limassol. Yeah, that's right. I stayed in Limassol. I'm going on the highway. I see signs on the motorway. Aris in Russian, in Greek, in English. I get onto Yermasoya. I see Aris on buses advertised. I see an advert for the club shop. In fact, the apartment I was staying in 
was like an Airbnb. And I think the owner must have been Russian because when I went onto YouTube on the, on the television, it was all in Russian. It was obviously logged in with the guy's account. And every time I went to watch a, a video on YouTube, the adverts would come up and it would have adverts in Russian. And every now and again, there would be an advert for Aris. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Now, I look at all the other clubs in Cyprus. And obviously, I didn't go to Buffalo. And I'm, I, I guess that Buffalo's the same in that part in terms of their, their promotion. But mm. Aris, they are levels ahead. Levels ahead of any club in Cyprus, apart from Buffalo, like I said, because I haven't seen Buffalo. But the way that they've promoted their club, the way that they've, they're doing things, head and shoulders, mate. And this is just the beginning. And this has got to be a worry for most, if not all of the clubs out there. Because... Addis are light years ahead. Light years ahead. And you can see that not only from, as I said, their marketing and their social media, but from the recruitment, from the way the, the club is stable. They haven't sacked their coach this season when most clubs would have sacked the coach after four or five draws on the bounce. Yep. This is a team that is serious. And you know what? You can criticise them for not having many fans. But if they start being successful and winning trophies, the odd cup here and there, the fans will come, not just from Cyprus. It will be from abroad. Yeah, yep. they, they are, they're scary. They're a scary proposition. Yep. Anyway. Yep. The, them and Buffalo are really shaking things up for, the, uh, for those that are in place at the moment. Um, with uh, kind of... These teams are scaring uh, teams like Abuel, for instance. Um, I don't know if we discussed, did we discuss what uh, Abuel um, want to do with with their fans to raise some uh, raise some capital for this season? We they, did, did it on the pod, no. Oh, no, right, pod, okay. No. Yeah, so they, they did the three pillars, basically. So it kind of sounds okay. a bit like the levers at Barcelona, where they okay. were like, yeah, we know... We know um, fans want to have more say in how the clubs run. So if you have 50,000 euros or more, you can invest in the club and you will have a voice to, in how the clubs run. So that was the okay. first thing. The second thing was uh, the, the La Gio, where you could win a flat. It's like a lottery, basically. Yeah. It's a last year okay. lottery, yeah. Uh, and I, there, there was... There was a, a, is, it, is it Zabala's flat? <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. And there's and the and the third one was a, a share issue for fans. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So those 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 were the three things that got revealed. And in the press conference, uh, Petridis, isn't it? Petridis uh, basically came out and said, you know, we're not like we're not like some clubs with a blank checkbook. Like we could just come in, spend loads of money to bring success. We're all about a sustainable success. And I'm like, sustainable? I, have you not seen your own books? Yeah, but, yeah. See, but, when, when the, the club that was dominating for years and years weren't signing big-name players, they weren't signing Risa, they weren't signing Manduka, they weren't signing Kavanagi, they weren't signing... Well, yeah, <clears throat> but... Regardless, they are shitting themselves and they're trying to find a way to compete with your Ari and your Bafo. So, 
we'll see how it goes, won't we? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, my friend, let's yeah. go to our next game, where it was Abolon beating Agrida 3-1. And Agrida were a little bit of a pain in the Agridas at the beginning after going a goal ahead. Uh, goal scorer Torres. But goals from Bita, Donio, and um, Bita again gave Abolon the points. And it was it was a deserved victory as far as I'm concerned, because up until uh, Agrita took the lead, it was all Abolon, really. And Bita has got to be in with a shout for MVP of the season. He's got to be in with a shout, I believe, anyway. Yeah, yep. I mean, it is. Like, especially with how the season's gone for Abolon up to this point, he's been like the one bright spark, and I can see him. I can see him being picked up by by a European team. Somebody's got well, to be watching him. Well, without saying too much, because I don't want to get anyone into trouble, but I saw a spreadsheet during the winter transfer window um, with a list of names of players who belong to certain agents, and Bitter's name was actually on it. And he was valued at 400k. That's that's low, I think. I think yeah. I think if, if Bruno's worth that much, <laughs> then then Bitter I think will be worth a bit more than that, just because just because of the you know he's 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 brought it for Abolon. You know, season on season, it's not just you know a couple of games here and there. Is he keeps performing for him? Um, so just go back. Well, obviously, uh, the, the the timeline of the game, the Torres goal. If people are watching it, on, uh, watching it, the Torres goal is going in now. So we should talk about a little bit uh, about the way that <laughs> I could just basically sucker punch that ball on. But the defense, uh, Robert and Kamas caught out by a good pass, and then they fall asleep as the rebound kind of comes off the goalkeeper from the first shot. And gives Torres enough time to actually stop the ball, control it, and then fi- and then finish it the way he wants to finish it. So, uh, yeah, is I don't know how that I don't, I don't know how that um, how that worked, but anyway, um, kind of and the the MVP of this match, as voted for by Abolon fans, was who do you think it was? Uh, MVP of this match, it, it was it, um, Amir Varda. Yes, season two oh, of Varda yes. Vision continues with positives. So, obviously, that, that free kick was that they just took their way, hit the bar. Typical Abolon hit the bar during the game. You know, you can't have an Abolon game without them nope. doing something, to, <laughs> doing something to the frame of the goal, but yeah. Um, yeah, he got he, he got MVP for the match. He, he did. He played really, really well. Like if, as you look through the highlights, you can see that he's. It looks like he's kind of gone into more of the role that he had at Anorthosi, where uh, a lot of the play is going through him rather than uh, where with Magridis, he was kind of like a bystander trying to make magic happen from nothing. He wasn't getting the ball much. He was kind of isolated out on the wings a lot. Whereas uh, I think it looks like Amdon has brought him brought him a bit more centrally, so you can kind of see him. You you see him in the highlights. You see him where the long shots are coming in. He's kind of drifting into space in the centre of the pitch. Uh, 
been practicing his free kicks. There you go. There's uh, there's one there with the with the with Vitas's first goal in the 62nd minute. So our ball got the equalizer in the yeah. 62nd minute. Is the kind of the way that this match was going? You would like the Abolon of old probably would have kind of just had their heads drop after like 50, uh, like folded like an accordion. Yeah. Uh, and obviously they got they got the equalizer, which then got Agridas kind of out of their shell, kind of out of the super super defensive uh, tactic they were playing, uh, and then they push forward. So you see Agridas then have a couple of chances, but what that then does it opens the the pitch up for Abolona to play even more like what they how they wanted to. Um, yeah. Uh, also, you know, I saw in the celebration there's handball there, kind of wrestling Bita to the ground. Handball, where where where's handball been? He's, he's not he's not been he's not been in the team, has he? No, no, yeah, he's not. So... He's not. But it looks like this this new head coach has given him the opportunity to shine. And I know many supporters really really rate him, which is understandable. You know, captain, league mm. champion. But mate, do you know what? I think. I'm going to repeat what I said at the beginning of the season. In fact, when we first started doing this pod, where would Abolon be without Bitta? I don't like bringing yeah. him up again, but 11 yeah. goals this season, mate. 11. Yeah. That's ridiculous yeah. for a club that's, what, 6th, 7th? Yeah. 6th, uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 right. But you're right. You're right. Is that if if could could you could you imagine Bitta in like a team like Aris or uh, Abuelo or Ayak right now, he'd be he'd be getting the uh, gyro numbers. Hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred yeah. yeah. I mean, we're not we're not Bitas's agents, you know. So if he, no, no, <laughs> if he, not if he gets sold, we're not we're not getting uh, we're not getting any uh, percentages there. Although uh, no. although you know, nudge nudge wink wink. If anybody wants no, to no, organize no, that. No, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Warta, Warta there with the assist for for, for Donio. Um, again, what do you, you make know, of this new lad anyway? Two goals, two games. Godfrey Donio, he's he's good. He's, he's he's a good he's a good player. I think uh, I think when I looked up his stats anyway, they looked they looked really good for for an attacking. It's uh, more of an attacking midfield. He's not quite a striker. Um, and it, and he's got some pretty good stats on him. He's got some yep. pretty good stats on him. Um. Yeah, he's you know there are oh, a lot yeah, of a lot of Abolons, yeah, a lot of Abolons forward line is in theory very good. It's yeah. just that for some reason, up until say what like two three weeks ago, they just weren't yeah. doing it for him except for Bita. Obviously now, something's something's changed in these players. Uh, I mean, even before Andoni showed up, yeah. Um, but you know what? In, in, interestingly enough, with uh, Godzwe Donya, it's, it's been well uh, publicised that he was in Man City's academy. Yeah. But he was actually part of the Right to Dream academy. And I don't know if you heard of it, but yeah. Right to Dream. Yeah. So Tom Vernon, who owns Nordschland in um, Denmark, he's got this agreement with, well, he's, he's created this agency called Right to Dream many, many years ago, and he's bringing players from Ghana to Denmark. 
um, and developing them. And it's working really, really well. Michael Essien's involved at the club. Um, even Ernest Asante came from, from that system. So it's clearly working. And uh, to see a player like him come to Cyprus, and let's get it right, he, he played for Nordsjylland, he played for Dinamo Dresden, there's a Maccabi Haifa, they're not a, they're not a bad club. So no. this isn't like a journeyman footballer that's just, you know, popped up from Nefji Baku, you know, which is obviously the club that he came from. But he, there's more to him. And I'll tell you what, mm-hmm. next season, we, we might see a, a, a gem at the club. Might. Yeah, if if Apollon keep at least the attacking side, especially especially you know you players like Girardi, uh, Bitta, Donio, Varda, if they keep these attacking players, then all they need to do is concentrate on beefing up that defense, and they will have a team that could go compete for the top again. It's just that you know, obviously with. Um, some disciplinary issues, let's say, uh, at the beginning of the season, uh, you know, players not uh, dealing with the manager, not being able to deal with the manager that won them the league the season before. Um, then uh, Gadalano getting the results because mm. of the players not being suitably fit enough to deal with a European competition as well as the league. And then obviously Magrid is coming in and players being demotivated. You know these things build, but for, like treat this season as a learning curve. I mean, I'm guessing this is probably what Andoni is telling his players. Like he's telling the players they need to impress until the end of the season to be sure that they'll have a job after the end of the season, uh, and for them to kick on and perform. Now, bearing in mind there's going to be a new board in the summer, they're probably going to want to bring in their own coach, unless. And Donny it, it impresses as well. So it's uh, it's a motivational factor for everybody involved right now to kind of... Well, well they don't have the cut to play for. They don't have the cut to play for. So yeah. it's a matter of trying to get into that top six, which is looking very, very difficult. But <clears throat> never say never. never yeah, I mean, at never. the moment, they're in the driving seat right now, aren't they? They're in, they're in sixth. So... Yeah. So You'll never lose. know. You never know. Yeah. So obviously, Agrita's game. Yeah. I'm prepared. I'm Across prepared. Onodi. Where is he? Where is Where he? Is where's he? where's Onodi? <laughs> On the bench. On the bench. <laughs> On and the, the stats bench. don't lie. 18 yeah. times in the squad, never in the starting 11, never substituted on. On the bench, 18 times out of 24 games. Ah, oh, man. Come on. <clears throat> Come on, he's, he's going to do it. He's going to do it. I mean, Bendreo didn't have the best of games against Abolon. You know, had a few questionable things happen. But yeah, Come on, he's, he's got to be. He's got to be on that bench, just going like, like vibrating from the <laughs> from the frustration. Um, but yeah. Um, well, listen on on the on the plus side. There's a club called Beya in Balfour. Yep. who also apparently, allegedly, have uh, a relationship with Bafo and Agrida. Perhaps he'll be there next season. You never know. Oh, for, for Bayer Phoenix Club, yeah? Mm. For people who don't know, Bayer qualified for Europe uh, a few seasons back because they won the cup 
And then two seasons later, they had to drop out of the league because of financial difficulties uh, and irregularities. And now they seem that, uh, and after like five or six years of nothing, they seem to have come back and are making their ways way up through the leagues. So maybe, maybe. Just anyway, maybe. Back to back to Agridas. They are now yes. a man down in their roster because okay. so basically in Bulgaria the transfer de- the, the, the transfer deadline was actually this week. Okay. Uh, and Levski Sofia have paid reportedly two hundred grand for Joao Del Jamili. That's yeah. not a that is not a bad fee. No. No, especially since they got it for free as well. So they've made. Yeah. So I'm guessing they're trying to shore up their finances as well for next season. Obviously, being in the second division, probably yeah. Uh, yeah. they need to kind of have some money in the bank because obviously they're 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 going to lose uh, quite a bit on the financial side. Obviously, well, the apparently they're they're, they're bumping they're bumping up the. Um the what's it called the prize money next season for division two clubs is going up to like 200k i think for each club so to make yeah. it more competitive although when you look at the clubs in the second division um especially the clubs that are going to go down i don't see where the competitiveness is going to come from but you know yeah yeah we'll see but but yeah they're they're they're, uh, they're planning for next season and this sale Obviously, it's great for Agritas. It's great for uh, El Jamili as well because Levski, oh. Sofia, they're not a small club. No, not at all. They could be Europa League next season. So, yeah. yeah, two hundred yeah. grand as well is not it's not a big fee for them. No, not and at there's all. probably some add-ons to that as well. I would expect. Yes. So, Absolutely. works out great for everybody. There you go. Yeah. There you go. All right. Next game. My Omonia, we beat Olympia Goz. Our losing streak is over, albeit probably temporarily. Loises Loiso with a lovely winning goal. But um, I'm not going to lie to you, mate. As an Omonia fan, I was literally dipping in and out of this game because I was watching the Buffer and Rothesea game as well and doing other bits and whatnot. So this game is kind of like a blur to me. When I watched the highlights earlier today, I was thinking, what, what did I miss? Like, I didn't really miss much. Um, mm. But a win is a win, I guess. So I can't be despondent or, or, or low, but it's just like a shrug of the shoulders kind of win, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I think you described a win like this before. It's like if if Omonia had lost this, then everybody would have lost, would have lost their minds even more. But yeah. they win it. It's like, yeah, you beat Olympiagos, well done. You know? <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, I've got a question for you. What, yes. What's with this? What's with this kit? What's with the color of this kit? It's it's like it's like blood red. It's it reminds me of like um uh a joke out of the Deadpool film where he says uh, you know my suit's red to cover up my bleeding. And I guess <laughs> that guy gets it. He wore the brown pants. <laughs> no, no, we've had we've had red kits before. In fact, the, the last blood red kit we had was, if I'm not mistaken, it was Henningberg's first season, but it was a mixture yeah. of red and green, blood right. red and green. Hmm. The last red kit we had was, I think, last season when it was more like a brighter red. Was it the year before? I can't remember. Hmm. But um, yeah, it was the year before when we were in, in Europe. Hmm. 
So, but yeah, yes. so, so the goal, like you said before, well worked, well worked goal at least on uh, Loizos and Besse didn't get the assist for for the header back. Heading it backwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. see, I wanted. Uh, if I they didn't give him offside. I'm surprised they didn't give him offside. <laughs> yeah, all right, okay, all right. Uh, well, I was going to say, uh, kind of watching this game, but uh, now we performed against Abuel. He's not been doing too badly for you know the amount of shit he got when he first signed i don't think he's been doing too bad what do you think he works hard yeah um but uh, the flip side to that is working hard is a given yeah so i don't know well, yeah but yeah. some of these ammonia players they've not they've not been yeah well, there, you go. there you go that's that's the other side of the coin isn't it no look yeah. he he does what he's good at and that's pressing and being a nuisance yeah but look you, you need more from a striker yeah. um that being said i can't contradict myself because i always say when a striker isn't scoring it's what they do off the ball that's important and i guess he's doing what he's supposed to do when he's not scoring so i can't i can't complain but look when when the club is in the mess that it's in it's very easy to be negative and and mm very despondent about things. I don't know what's happening with the Somadio. Apparently, they're happy to, to sit down and have discussions with Baba Stavro. I don't know if that's going to end up being another fucking clusterfuck. But time will tell, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at, at the moment, uh, they you know, kind of, it wasn't even like an official like press statement that they said that they were discussing with it. It was just uh, one of the guys, uh, one of the, the, the head of the Somadio basically uh, had a phone call with uh, Spore FM. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, basically announced that, yeah, yeah, well, I mean, we were discussing things in secret, but some some fans heard us at the <laughs> at the stadium, so it makes sense to talk about it now, and uh, we're going to have a meeting and, and whatever else. Um, I mean, a, meet, a meeting could mean anything. It could mean Papa Stavro buy me out. It could mean uh, Papa Stavro asking for more money to uh, to run the club or to pay less money to be able to keep control of the club. Or it could it could be all kinds of things. Um, but yeah, the the reason why I mentioned Besedin in the first place is because uh, just in case we might have looked at the you know the, the cup games is that uh, Gar uh, Garo Wheeler gets sent off for Abuel yeah. because he, he, he because of a push on Besedin with the second yellow card. I wanted to make the joke that uh, Garo got sent off for cutting the tree down. <laughs> oh fucking hell! And there's you saying the guy gets enough shit on social media. <laughs> oh yeah, he does, but. I can shit on him a little bit as well. Like, 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 right. Well, what oh, I was going to do was a compliment sandwich. He's mean. Do, be mean. nice to him. Be nice to him. Put the, <laughs> put the shit in the middle and, uh, and then say something nice about him in the end. No, so not a compliment sandwich. A shit sandwich. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I, we all said all the positive stuff at the beginning. So, yeah, there you go. Happy days. There you go. <laughs> Oh mate, okay, let's let's move on. Let's move mm. on. And a shock, another shock. Anorthosi beating Buffalo by two goals to one. Goals from Guerrero, Cortez, and Tankovic for Buffalo. Um, wow, who'd have thought this, eh? 
I'm not to see bouncing back. Um, that's three wins on the bounce, if I'm not mistaken. They beat Omonia 4-1. Mm-hmm. They beat Salamina 1-0. And now they've beaten Buffalo, who incidentally, as you and I spoke about earlier, Buffalo have one win since signing Bruno. And Zairo hasn't scored in the league, if I'm not mistaken. Correct, yeah. Sorry, yeah. one league win. One, I know they won the cup against Oxa, but yeah. I'm not counting that. Yeah, no, I mean, fair enough. I mean, again, early goals uh, basically destroyed the other team. Defensive errors, again, like the Don't first let goal. the ball bounce. Yeah, I like, just, just clear it, you know, whack it out. Hit it, do, do something. Do anything don't, but that. Don't let it bounce. Absolute, <laughs> absolute, like, I, I can't. Um, but yeah, I mean, even the, even the first goal that Bafo conceded was a cutback, like what they conceded uh, against Nasalamina. Yep. So it's it's like they're not learning the lessons from from previous. That it's just it's just not like defensively they seem to they seem to be dropping a bollock as well. So they're not scoring as many as they have, and they seem to be conceding more than they have as well. So and what and what's the statistic I've always said about Buffalo under Berg? Yeah, well, when they when they concede first, yeah, when they concede first, they don't win. There you go. There you go. Uh, yeah, again, it's a penalty for for a handball. Uh, again, uh, you know, in the end, it's it's a penalty, isn't it? You know, it's, yeah. Again, yeah. it's based off of like all the other decisions that have gone. Then that's a penalty. You, you, you could you could argue that he was too close and there was nothing he could have done about it. But if you look at the direction the ball was heading, yeah. it's going to beat Geravno, isn't it? In the goal, so yeah, exactly. I but can see why if, that was doing if, it. if that's the case, he should be getting a red card as well. Yeah, true. Although it wasn't deliberate. Mm, yeah, it wasn't yeah, deliberate. Yeah, so. But Buffalo were just all huff and puff after that. I, I don't remember Gav not having to make too many saves. It, it just seems long-range shots, crosses in the box, and uh, yeah, put out wide and inshallah, as they say. Yeah, I mean, it's... it's um, Basically, I think it's not just... So they, 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 they've, they've had this thing, obviously, they've signed Bruno. They've signed Bruno as a direct replacement for Semedo. And in theory... A better player than Semedo, at least, you know, stat-wise, stat padder United, Bruno. But anyway, the you you would you would think that it slot into the same place, kind of do the same kind of job and business as usual. But I guess you know, Bruno and Semedo are two. They're, they're they're not sim. Well, I mean, they're similar enough, but I guess they're not similar enough to to fit into the same role yeah um i think the difference between the two is that semedo is a very gangly awkward kind of player and he can really be a nuisance and he's he's yeah. rapid as well mm. whereas bruno he i don't know for me it's almost as he, he always tries the hollywood option you know mm-hmm. um and uh, i've never i've never been convinced about him people have always gunned me and said, oh, you know, he scored the goals, he's done this and that, but all right, you could, you could get a goal every now and again to shut people up, but his overall play, he's, he's very, he's a very underwhelming player, so when he left, it was like, 
big fucking deal. I, I, I wasn't fussed, but I just want to switch gears a little bit, mate, because Mraz missed the chance right at the end for yeah. an offensive that you'd have bet your house on him scoring. But yeah, I tell you what, he's been a revelation for him. As has Cortez, as has Guerrero, don't get me wrong, but Mraz has been absolutely sublime for him. Can you imagine if he was there at the beginning of the season? Yeah, we would have been, you know, we wouldn't have been the circus that it's been, you know. I mean, fans would still be uh, upset with uh, the way that Bulaides runs the club, but they wouldn't have been as upset if the results were on the pitch. Exactly. Um, yeah. So, <sighs> listen, they they made they 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 made some signings. Uh, at the start of the season that were completely like, what do you make that signing for? Let's not mention any names beginning with W and ending in S, but, you know, strikers that weren't necessarily delivering for them. And obviously, you know, like these the new guys, Guerrero, Antonin as well, and uh, and Mraz, uh, completely, completely changed the team. Um, you know, Mraz has got four in four now, obviously, because he yeah. didn't score. They didn't score Sco against scored the hat trick against Omonia, scored against Salamina. He made his debut against Voxa, and he didn't score against Buffalo. Yeah. So, four in four, and he could have scored against Buffalo, and he could have scored yeah. against Voxa if it had not been yeah. for a great challenge. So, yeah, he's, he's a but this is the difference between having very good players and excellent players. Like, I was speaking to someone, I can't say which club it was, it wasn't a it wasn't on money. So, but I was talking to someone at a, a different club. He was telling me that based on the analytics that they do in Cyprus, they reckon that the quality of players overall, like on average, is League One UK standard. Mm. If you have a Serie A striker like Mraz, like Gogodin, you're going to get 15 goals at least for a whole season. I mean, look at Zion for fuck's sake, you know? Yeah. And he yeah. came from Sheriff, wasn't it? If I'm not mistaken, or Hajduk Split? Yeah, Split. Split, yeah. So, you know, but I'm off the sea. Still mathematically in with a chance of top six. Yeah, yeah. You said it, didn't you? You, you said it when we were, yeah, and I, and I wrote them off. Um, well, yeah. I don't blame you for writing them off. I, I was just being, like, ambitious. But looking at it deeper... It they they still need to win both their games and Omonia and Abolon to screw up. Yeah. Well, Omonia have got Abuel and Garmiodisa, so that's that's not going to be easy. Um, yeah, Graven, Abolo, right, yeah, you've got to play you've got to play against Gravenberg. That's going to be yeah. going to be a problem. <laughs> and Abolon have got Ayek left, I think. Yeah. So. It's there, it's there for the taking, but it basically on Moniana Bolon have got to get zero points for Anastasia to be able to qualify. Yeah. Well and the yeah the, the fixtures on, on Google say Abolon have got AL on the fourth of March, which is to be decided, but I believe that's the game that was supposed to be replayed but was cancelled, if I'm not mistaken. Or do they yeah. have to play them? I don't know. Um, I don't know. Uh, they've only played them once in the league, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah, they've already played. They've already played in theory twice, right? Uh, ain't about well, the game against because the game, the game where they played chair <clears throat> tennis was in the cup. 
No, but the, remember the game that was where the city was set on fire, end of November. Yeah. Yeah, 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 but they didn't replay that. That was cancelled. No, they didn't. That was cancelled. Yeah. yeah, so they do have them again in in, yeah. in the league. Okay. So they do have them again. So, but again, with the way that IL have been playing lately, which we're going to talk discuss in a bit, you know, I, I wouldn't put it past a bottle on losing both games. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it wouldn't surprise me if 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 it did. You know, Ayak challenging for the title, needing to bounce back. IL in good form. It yeah. could be sticky, man. So. Again, anything can happen. Anything can happen. So, I don't know. Oh, yeah. I mean, but our North Sea are not going to have any fans for their last home game. You got no fans? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, last week when they did the Digastiga, they looked at the, you know, the errant smoke bomb that flew past the Ammonia uh-huh. players' heads and then went into the Ammonia fans. Uh, yeah. And the uh, Vronidis decided to um, ban fans from uh, another home game for an orthodoxy. Yeah. So that might have an effect on on things as well. So yeah, listen, normally we kind of look at the, the, the that making making it into the top six, and people are like. <laughs> Look at the top, look at the bottom. What's going on there in, in the middle is not very interesting. But yeah. just because of how it's working out and obviously the, all the stories with the different teams involved, it's, 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 as, it's as interesting as what's going on right at the top. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah watch this space. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's move on to Ael beating Ayek. By two goals to one, and this leads me on to my first question: Who actually wants to win the league, my friend? I'm looking at <laughs> I'm looking at the weekend's results from the top teams. I IL beating Ayek by two goals to one. Berahino scoring, Kataklitnich scoring, two players who haven't really done much this season. Um, Ayek pulled one back through Triskovsky, if I'm not mistaken. Was it Triskovsky? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 it was, it was a penalty. Yeah. It was. It was a penalty from. Just before half time, um, but yeah, mate. Like this goal was disallowed for for offside. I mean, look at the bloody lines, man. I'm gonna <clears> go <throat> bloody insane with these offside lines. It's just, <laughs> uh, and, and then obviously the Ayek defense learn absolutely nothing because, like, five minutes later, ball out to Kassar again. Kassar runs onto yep. it, beating Glazer to the ball, gets the cross in. Nobody in that central defense looks at that cross. At all, so Berahino is able to just get the, the uh, get the tap in. Like everything was put on the plate for him. So you know, you Berahino scoring there was basically a uh, an inevitability. Um, but yeah, uh, just right for 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 offside decisions. Right, just install a couple of extra cameras. You know, a bit closer to the center line to catch those. To, to catch those that have those those things that happen slightly further away from the goal, right? Because you can't just give it off give it offside just because the computer said no. Computer said no. <laughs> like, oh. Anyway, I showed up with a tactic, and they delivered on it. Uh, they they had pace. Uh, they had play, pace with uh, Berahino and Casar and made it work. 
and uh, you know a lot of their movement was coming off the wings for some reason i'm guessing just because of the way ayak attack means that those wings are fairly fairly free for for the counter yeah. Uh, which is probably how you know you ended up with that result between Hayek and Aris earlier on in the season. Um, and yeah, there was there, there was loads of space for players like Berahino and Casato to, to get more involved in. And then obviously, you know, I get the second goal. Um, I think it's uh, yeah, it basically Papafodis does all the work and and just like scuffs his shot and kaka. Catch it, cack didn't have any like little click, uh, yes, just, that. just directs the, <laughs> yeah, the ball in the correct direction when we get to it, but yeah, um, kind of the low amount of highlights that kind of show up after I get the second goal as well is, um, the testament to how well I'll have been set up in their Burnley tactics. Yeah, no, we, keep, we keep talking about Janewski using dice ball, and yeah, know, if it works, it works. It's if it, if you know they're still within the shout for the top six. I'm just, I just the wall of Janewski, my friend. The wall yeah. of Janewski, you've heard of the great wall of China, the great wall of Janewski. You will not <laughs> pass. Ah, oh, it, it's it's it, I just I'm, I just keep thinking back to if they had Janewski in charge from the beginning of the season. Where and they'd they be, be, they'd be closer to where I predicted them to finish. Yeah, true, true. Quick, quick question though. Yeah. Should Pirich, should Pirich do better? That's the second he should. fuck up he's made. He, he should. I mean, yeah, he had, yeah, he had to screw up against Gabriotis side as well. He, he yeah. should, he should be doing better. But I mean, you could argue that Baba Fortis's shot was going in the opposite direction, so it wrong foots him. So maybe yeah, that. So, so he's heading in the other direction to stop uh, Papa Fortis's shot, yeah. which kind of uh, puts him out of the way. So, I keep, I keep, I kept watching this back to see like what, what was going on because when you watch it in real time, it looks like Triskovsky is just diving for the sake of diving. But basically, yeah. the IL player, I think that's Bilovar, isn't it, number forty? Yeah, he tries yeah. to. He tries to get to the ball to clear it, and Triskovsky jumps in the way. He knew he knew what he was doing. Yeah. He jumps in the way of the ball to get the penalty, and it's a penalty. But you know, when you when you look at it in the first instance, uh, you're like, "What's he giving the penalty for?" But yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't as clear cut as Atimata's boot in Makeda last week, though, or the other. Yeah, way. no, definitely <laughs> not. But <laughs> but but. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was that, oh, was, something, that was something different. That one that was <laughs> the salt. <laughs> so yeah, um, Tiskowski getting in the goals finally. Um, hopefully, two goals in two games. Yeah, hopefully for him that carries on and he kicks on with it. Uh, but yeah, question, yeah. question: Are we now at the point where we have to? somewhat question uh, Oltra's selections because last week he, he went with Dumbai in goal and okay I'm not blaming the guy for the draw against Agrida but it could have been far worse um, I know they've got injuries I know Altman's injured I know Grushko's injured but Ledes was on the bench for this one Tomovic was on the bench 
Um, <clears throat> yeah, I know he's resting place for Europe. That being said, is it the right time to be rotating, especially they're in with a, a shout for the title when they've let a five-point lead effectively slip? Yeah. Um, I mean, kind of. if you look at the players that were there in place of Ledes and, uh, you know, your Gushko uh, and, and those kind of players, then you can see that they've definitely got the capability there regardless. So yeah. Ultra has trust in, in in kind of like rotating this team. Obviously, you know, I, I announced like Nikolic with fanfare, like the amount of goals he scored over so many seasons, you know, in the MLS, in the extra class in yeah. Poland, in Hungary. He's got so many goals in him. He played in that game. He was fairly... <laughs> I'm guessing he didn't have the delivery, but yeah, he was fairly just not there. I didn't see many crosses in the box. Yeah, in that game, yeah, didn't yeah, see yeah. Many crosses in the box. So you stifle them, you stop them from putting balls in the box, and you've got a, a chance of winning. Um, yeah. I don't even think um, Rosales played. I don't think Rosales played. No, and Glenzo was playing on the. It looked like. It looked like Inglésio was playing like fullback. Yeah, yeah. Rosales came not. on, but he didn't start. But yeah, like like you were saying, I think he, he's he's resting players for uh, for conference league for for the, for, for the knockouts. You know, the league still has twelve games to go. Yeah, hasn't it? Yeah, twelve games to go. So there's still. Plenty of chances uh, to, to to build on that. Whereas you know, if you lose to Dnipro, that's it. Yeah, yeah. So, so he's definitely concentrating at least uh, at least this match day because yeah, the 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 knock the playoff knockout round the second leg is on Thursday, isn't it? Yes, it's, that's it's correct. They're, they're one week apart. There isn't like a gap. Yeah, and they're a goal so, out. So. Yeah, but after that. To go through. Yeah, but after that, you're gonna have like a three week break, at least yeah. for for um, European competitions. That's so, right. You know, you've got three weeks there where you should be proper blasting the league. Yeah, but let's see. Do, do you know what? I just, I just want to sidestep a little bit and go back to Bilova, who who conceded the penalty. He made this last ditch challenge uh, in the ninety fourth minute or something like that. And it got me thinking, he kind of like reminds me a bit like Wan-Bissaka in the sense that he loves a last-ditch challenge. He does it all the time. And in fact, the, the, the penalty that was conceded was like literally a last-ditch clearance. Now, he's done it quite a lot this season. And we've, we've actually pointed out how he's made some really important challenges. But at the same time, should it, should it be a concern that he's having to do this? Because I, I look at a defender like that, and while it's it's great seeing a defender throwing his body in the way of the ball, and as I said, last ditch, you know, desperation challenge, but getting it right. You got when do you start questioning his his positioning and his just awareness overall when he's having to make those challenges last last minute? Well, you start questioning it when he turns into Tyrone Mings. Ah, okay. <laughs> 
okay. <laughs> because because what you just described to me is Tyrone Mings, and you, know, you see highlights of him like clearing the ball off the line. Like he did it, um, he did it against uh, against Arsenal. I think he did like the clearances <clears throat> off the line. Uh, these acrobatic like oh, splits. Uh, my legs up here, and I've got rid of the ball. Head, uh, but then you just have these like. Decisions that once or twice a game where you're looking at it and going, What are you doing? What yeah. are you doing? You shouldn't be that yeah. far up the pitch. You shouldn't, you know, why aren't you jumping to clear the ball? Why are you letting the ball bounce? Why are you in the position that you're in and that lets the striker through? The thing that Bilova has uh, that he hasn't is experience. I think he's only 22 at the moment. Yeah, yeah. So right. obviously. You positioning, you know, how you read the game, how things like that, they're going to develop the older you get. Now, the problem yep. for Ellie is he's on loan. So they're developing a player for somebody else. But I think we need to keep an eye on him because he's going to, I think he has, with like two, three, four more seasons experience, he's going to be a very, very good player. As long well, as we, he doesn't go Tyrone Mings. Well, for we know, he might go back to, I think it's Dino Akiev, which is on loan at, if I'm not mistaken, or from, shall I say. Um, he's going to go back, a better player, and um, maybe um, our friend at Omonia will go back to Dino Akiev, a better player. I don't know. Anyway, wishful thinking. Wishful thinking. Anyway, yeah. <clears throat> back to my original question. Who actually wants to win the fucking league? Because Abolan had the... Uh, sorry, Abuel had the chance... To go top against Loxa, and up until they took the lead through um, Diwali, it was all Loxa. I, I I don't know how Loxa didn't take the lead in this one, but they got an equaliser, controversial one from Ernest Asante. Um, a point shared, a well earned point for Loxa, but more controversy, and I'm sure we're going to discuss the comments uh, posted on social media by Abuel's account. Because mm -hmm. I, I'm guessing that's going to dominate proceedings in the next 20 minutes or so. Yeah. Um, but your thoughts on the game, mate? Um, yeah, the, I, I don't know what's going on with our boys' defence at the moment, but they seem to kind of start the game like 15, 20 minutes after the rest of the team. So, the, the again, same thing with our with the Abolon game. Same thing with. Um, um, what was the other game uh, where they conceded really at uh, the Ayak game? Ayak game, yeah. Yeah, if it was a team better than Luxa, I'm trying not to be too negative about Luxa, but if it was a team better than Luxa, Abuel would have conceded in the first 10 minutes again. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, big culprit is the guy who actually scored for Abuel from that, from that free kick. Um, is Diwali. He, he seems to be getting caught out all the time is out of position. Um, with with the goal that Abuel scored, again, Ben. Ben, every time Ben has a free kick or a corner, teams are gonna start shitting themselves because yeah. if he's not if he's not scoring absolutely like goals, you know, fantastic shots from free kicks, it's just his delivery just seems to completely like it, it, it always seems Spot to land on, on somebody's it? head. It, it, it yeah. just, it, it, it's just, it's like, it, it's like he's got a magnet in the ball. 
it just it just has it just has that delivery in him. I mean, it doesn't even need to run or pass or anything. Just it just needs to wait around in some places and just wait for like this highlight, for instance. <laughs> just wait for the ball to to to, to go near him, and then he like, it, it, it puts across him like that. And uh, you know, it's a very good save from Shishkovsky, uh, who who for me was man of the match. Uh, yeah. Basically, kept Boxer in the game single-handedly, yeah. especially in the second yeah. half. Um, brilliant, brilliant yeah. goalkeeping, also did. Yeah, yeah. So the the Boxer goal. Now, right here we now, go. So, <clears throat> if that was a defender blocking the shot, that would have been given as a penalty, would it not? And a red card. And a red card, yeah. But but it would have been given as a penalty, wouldn't it? Hundred percent, hundred percent. Now, I don't. I so is the argument there that the ball didn't touch his hand? Well, this is it because I, I look. I'm going to get a lot of shit for this, right? And. Um, I'm, I'm being as non-biased as I can possibly be. Forget the fact that I know Ernest. <laughs> Forget mm. the fact that it's I'm an Omonia fan. Mm. It's still inconclusive for me. Like, yeah. because I see that the way that the ball is, is, is moving and the way the ball is spinning. If it's touched his hand, you'd think that the direction of the ball would change. But the yeah. way that it dropped at like a 90 degree angle, it tells me that like perhaps there wasn't a touch, but again, if I'm an Upper World fan, I'm saying that's a handball. Like because mm-hmm. it, it you, you like I say it's inconclusive. You don't you can't say whether it did or whether it didn't. You know, mm-hmm. but again, I can see their point as well because it goes back to what you said about different camera angles. You know, you can look yeah. at the camera angles all you want, but if you don't have the technology to zoom in properly for it to be clear as day, it, it, it's, it's a difficult one. And again, I can see yeah. both sides of the coin. Honestly, I can. This is me just being as, as objective as I possibly can be. Yeah. I'm not going to get I, shit for this, but... You know. No, no. I mean, I, if, I, if, if I turn it around a little bit here. So, another situation for Abuel when they were playing Agrida, and Gvili Dyer right. jumped for the header. Yep. And the defender's hand was on Gvili Dyer's shoulder. And that was again inconclusive, but yeah. at that point they decided to give the penalty, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. So it's, I mean, there there was a couple of decisions in here that that Abuel fans would have gone, uh, no, the referee referee doesn't know what he's doing. I think there was another point where Ben kind of goes down a bit too easily for my liking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know, a couple of people on social media contacted me afterwards to be like, "Well, what do what do you think about the referee's uh, performance in that game?" And I, I agree. You know, the performance could have been better, but you can't blame the referee for Shishkovsky having the game of his life. You can't blame no. the referee for the amount of chances that the Abuel players missed. You know, they had. They had a lot of chances to to win the game. It just didn't go in. Well, there was that there was that chance where um, Belich has come out and it, the ball's broke to um, Sadiq from like 25, 30 yards out, and he's drilled it low. And had it not been for the Doxa play in the way, 
blocking his his player's own shot, that'd have been in the back of the net. So yeah, you can't blame the referee for the the, the missed opportunities from Doxa or you know as you mentioned Aboyo's chances. But but it goes back to consistency. Yeah, and th- again. This this might come across as me being this typical Ammonia fan that doesn't like a ball, but I'm going to be as objective and as fair as I can. There have been games this season where Abwal haven't got decisions. Like, for example, um, Aris. That was the perfect example. Oh, yeah. The, the, yeah. the lad was smacked when... when um, uh, smacked in the face. Smacked Sacha in the face. Sacha smashed him. And you're thinking, what the fuck is going on here? So... I can see why there was an immediate reaction from Abuel to put out that statement. And I can see why Dornaidis came out with what he did say. I mean, that being said, though, again, I'm, I'm sidestepping and I'm, I'm digressing quite a bit. But I seem to remember last season, Dornaidis accusing the, the VAR officials of making one of his players' feet look longer so that an IL player could be played on side for a goal. So when when Mr. Nosarenda comes out with a rant, you can't really take him serious. You, you can't. You really can't because yeah. he's created this persona for himself that whenever he does say something, people just laugh at it. They don't say, oh, he's right. Whether he is right or not is a different thing. But because yeah. he's, he's come out with this persona and this character, every time he puts out something on social media, people just laugh at him. And it goes back to the boy who cried wolf, isn't it? Yeah. Now, how many times yeah. can you can you, yeah? So anyway, I, like I said I'm digressing. Well, I, mean, so... I mean, I mean, we were we were going to move. Is, is that all the games? Because I think yes, yeah, yeah. That was going to be the like the major talking point mm. after the games was all these statements that uh, that the teams put out. So yeah. I I called I called this bit Serbians, Filipinezes, Danes, and cesspits. <laughs> Where did um, you get this from? Huh? <laughs> Where no. did you get this from? So, so obviously Serbian. So it's basically um, Milorad Mazic, who's the head of the referees at the Cyprus yes. FA. Um, he's getting a lot of shit from a few people. So, for instance, one of the things that Don Naive said was, um, well, it, it, he said a lot of things. I'll, I'll get back to Don Naive's, but um, yeah, Sorry? Yeah, so, so at the end of the Abuel statement, so there's, uh, so Abuel basically were bemoaning the quality of the referees and the cost of the standard befalling them, and that they have waited patiently for three years for the standard to develop after complaining to Gumas at the yeah. uh, the Cyprus FA. Lots of, lots of spiel about, you know, we've sent videos to Mazic about. Um, Things that have happened during games that haven't been picked up. Obviously, they're, they're talking about the Aris, uh, <laughs> especially the Aris game. But anyway, lots and lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of different spiel about. I, I mean, it's, um, it's a pretty long statement as well. Yeah, and and, and this tells you how um, apoplectic they are about the situation because yeah. normally when they when they put out a statement, it's usually a few paragraphs. But this is pages. Like they, They've unleashed, mate. They've they've unleashed. Yeah. I mean, at the end of it, so I think it's the second to last sentence, right? They basically translate into English. Uh, uh, 
they're telling Mazic to leave our corner and uh, to Mazic go leave our corner and go home to enjoy the fruit of your labors. <laughs> yeah, Mazic as mas adiasidin ronya, uh, and then uh, and yeah, you know, the uh, now the time we're <laughs> go, uh, yeah, but no, but now by speeding door. So go home. Go home, yeah. Go home, yeah. Um, Dornai, like like you were saying, Dornai, this uh, version of of what is Facebook post statement was it went everywhere. So yeah. um, I, I've got I've got some highlights because I translated the whole fucking <laughs> eight pages of, of what you wrote but basically you mentioned a gang committing crimes uh, yep. that the Cosa Nostra would be jealous of um, <sighs> so <laughs> a gang involving three referees and then he named them Roberto Costa Vasily Zimitrio and someone with the surname Inglesu, Um involved the head of the Cyprus FA so that's that Gumas that the kid's been mentioned um uh, his Gumbaro, I don't know, I don't know who the Gumbaro of the Cyprus uh, FA chairman is, but anyway, and Milorad Mazic, uh, who's apparently being paid 20k a month for his job. <laughs> anyway, you know. uh, he spoke of giving evidence to an ethics committee along with other presidents, and he actually mentioned Omonia's Baba Stavro by name. Uh, and once charges were about to be brought, the ethics committee that was going to bring the charges was disbanded as if by magic. Um, uh, apparently, this gang likes to push aside capable referees and replacing them with obedient pawns, mostly from the Gochinohorka region. You know, the Gochinohorka region, which is well known, which is a well known place for obedience. Yes. Like. Personally, I know Gochino Horka is obviously the Baralimnidis and yes. people who are well known for being Sarochefalus. Yes. <laughs> so, where does this obedience thing come from? But anyway, the Filipineza, right? Gumas is the head of the uh, head of the FA. Apparently, has a Filipineza that he oh, uses God. to play. That he uses to gain influence and access oh, to people God. in government and across football. Mm, goodness. Uh, now he he has deleted a lot of what he said on Facebook since then, but I have it screenshotted for prosperity. Yep. And if anybody wants to up. read it and have it translated, check out at Flares Cafes on Twitter. There you go. And there's also one thing that he uh, he ended with right here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, Mazic, you are the God. most disgusting member of the gang. That's the only bit he wrote in English, by the way, as well. The rest of it is. <laughs> oh my God! Now, not oh. only Abuel and uh, Olympiagos, yeah, I mean Dornari is, but he is the Olympiagos president. So not only those two, but Ethnikos Achnas. Uh, in the second division, are announcing that they're going to report the suspicious behaviour of the referee in the game with Ajironas on Isilos to the ethics yep. committee and will file a police report. Well, uh, mate, you, you could talk about police reports all you want. 
um, because it's a lovely segue into an incident which involved uh, referee Costantino Cristo in the Ethnicos um, Onisilu match, whereby he was assaulted by the fans of Ethnicos. And here you go. This is a photograph from Kehkida. It somehow made the press. Um, yep. I, I think the, the, the phrase people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. Well, yep. It looks like someone threw a stone at him anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, and this is a second division game. And let, let's get it right. Ethnigos are actually in the hunt for promotion. Um, they played Omonia Gossinha and they conceded a 93rd minute equaliser last week. And I think, did they win at the weekend? Or they drew? I think they drew at the weekend. Um, so the pressure is mounting on the club. But for something like this to happen, especially while they're talking about referees now, are they... I wouldn't say are they encouraging fans, but are they inciting violence towards referees with these comments? So it's been a while since, uh, you know, it was last reported that I can't remember. It's like five, six years ago now where uh, there were fun, there, there were referees cars were being bombed. I think it's five, yeah. six years ago now. Yeah. But there was like yeah. a spate of them. Now, yeah, the way that these announcements are coming through, it's basically inciting. So, um, Abuel, if I go back to Abuel, the, they're really going for this, this other, like attacking everybody else in their press statements. So, for instance, when they did their three pillars thing, they were attacking other clubs, that have got blank checkbook. They were attacking other clubs that have done stuff. Uh, they were saying that it's an us versus them mentality. And they actually said that in the press conference. And they seem to be taking that stance with basically everything. So they're trying to build up this kind of like this tribal incitement. Um Looking at Olympiagos and Ethnicos, you're not like what you're going to, you, you're going to get 12 people very angry <laughs> and do something. But if you get Team Black Abuel, you get just their ultras to react to uh, something of this nature. There's very serious repercussions that come from it's it. A, it's a dangerous game they're playing. Yeah. It's a really dangerous game that they're playing. And look, I'm not a fan of the referees, you know. I, I think there's there's a comment made by Abuel uh, with regards to the referee that took charge of their game that he was weak, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I think that they say that said, said this for the same. They said the same for the referees in general in Cyprus and how they want foreign referees and how you know they sat down with the referees association and they agreed to be a bit patient and whatnot. But it's going to come a point now where they, they're going to completely scrap the, the Cypriot referees. I know there are a couple of Cypriot referees taking charge of a game in Denmark. Now, yeah. if shit like this is happening in Cyprus and they can't get their house in order, why the fuck are they going abroad to Denmark? I know that there's an agreement with the CFA and, and the Danish FA, I think. I need yeah. to find this out because I know that mm -hmm. there's some sort of agreement um, when it comes to yeah. refereeing or whatnot. There's going to be... There's going to be so it's five five separate referees are going to be officiating in the Superliga 
Um, they've also got a deal with Port with the Portuguese FA. So okay. there were separate referees refereeing in the Portuguese second division. Right. I don't. But it's 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 a, it's a weird one. It's it, it's obviously the idea here is that you send the referees out to get experience in other leagues and whatnot, and then bring that experience back with them to make their officiating more oh, I don't know what the word is but better than better yeah. but um, yeah. that's the thinking behind it and you know the person setting these things up is Mazic so you can't ask Mazic to bring foreign referees and then he signs all these deals to bring in foreign referees and do this exchange to build up the Cypriot referees experience and then you shit on him for earning too much money and then saying the referees that are in Cyprus aren't good enough and why aren't you bringing foreign referees when he's doing that but in the end this is a league in Cyprus right how many how many foreign referees is there in the Premier League or in Spain or in France Italy, you know, if you're looking to be top dog, big league, massive bollocks, big penis kind of league, and you want to be top dog, big penis teams, so on the FA side, you need to get your referees in order, and on the team side, you need to shut the fuck up, because you're going to cause problems, you're going to cause Violence against people. <clears throat> Only the thing is, mate, and do you know for the for the benefit of people listening and watching that don't know Cypriot football, a lot of clubs in Cyprus, they are uh, how can I put it? Affiliated. Political. Yeah, they've got political affiliations, right, with political parties. It's not it wouldn't be a surprise if five or six clubs were right or left leaning, so to speak. Um, but the the other issue that we've had, I'd say, in recent history, I mean, in fact, even last season, I, I seem to remember a referee taking charge of a game for a club that he's a season ticket holder for. And while he did a good job, don't get me wrong, in the game, you have to question the decision-making from the powers that be that announce yeah. these officials. And you, you, you want fairness in these games. But... Again, this is a segue into a rumour that I heard. And I say, again, it's a rumour that a second division game at the weekend was was um, rigged for a club to score an own goal, for a player to score an own goal. Um, and, and the club that he scored the own goal against has apparently, allegedly, uh, got all sorts of shit happening in the background where, whereby majority shareholders are changing passwords to emails and all sorts of shit so that other members of staff within the club who are responsible for seeing specific bits of information are being withheld from that. So, you know, okay, it sounds like a a nothing situation, but the lower down the the ladder you go in Cyprus, the more corrupt it gets. Um, I know of a club president that pushed a referee uh, and he supposedly got a ban, but 
he's still attending matches. Allegedly, again. So, you know, when we talk about top flight referees uh, making decisions that go against the grain, so to speak, or they're just human error. Well, that's a bit, what's the word, hypocritical when the powers that be who run clubs can't even get their fucking houses in order. I'm just saying. I'm yeah, being devil's yeah, advocate here. But, but, <clears throat> but this whole thing is always us against them. Like, you know, they all sit around their table, you know, they all do the, you know, like the, here, here, we are sharing a Luganigobita, you know. Well, look, it's, but, look I, I, I don't have a problem with the whole siege mentality, but this whole us against them thing is utter nonsense when you see this president is, uh, has got a wife that is married to, sorry, has got a wife that is related to another president or another president's wife. Or, you know, this, this the, the, the president of the, the nation's daughter has, is involved in allegedly uh, getting passports for, for certain people. Like, corruption is rife in Cyprus, like, uh, across board, across board. So while, again, you want the integrity of the game to be clean, but at the same time, when you look at the culture in general, because it's it's the culture in general, bruv. Like, mm -hmm. you know, even even the, the smallest detail, something as, as stupid as, you know, again, going to Cyprus on, on holiday, I'm seeing people parking on double yellow lines. And to anyone, it's like, oh, whatever, it's just a double yellow line. But if you don't have the culture straight and follow rules and apply, apply rules, everyone's going to run riot. And that's what they've been doing. Mm -hmm. So again, while the clubs are well within their rights to be upset with the referees and say what they have to say, again, look at the way that you conduct business yourself before talking about, you know, referees. Like, again, I'm going to get loads of shit for this. So, yeah, no, no, I'm, 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 I'm not no problem getting the shit, right? So Abuel in this press statement were talking about like, I'm not mentioning clubs, by the way. I haven't mentioned oh, no, clubs. I, so before I, people I, start I, getting, getting on my back, I haven't I, mentioned I'll, clubs. Because if I mention clubs, then it'll be a whole... Oh, yeah, yeah, fucking... yeah, No, no. But uh, me, I'm just I'm just talking about official channels. So here, Abuel had the press statement. And in that press statement, they were talking about, you know, they we're trying to get the leagues in Cyprus to a level to be respected. Um, This isn't happening. And uh, if you want, so, so if you want to be respected like a league of a certain level or a club at a certain level, you look at the clubs of that certain level and see what kind of statements they bring out. So, for instance, I mean, let's let's go let's go right to the top, right? Let's go to somebody like Manchester United or Manchester City or Arsenal or PSG or whoever. Would they bring out a statement like that? Telling the head of the referees to piss off. Not at all. No. Not at all. It, look, managers aren't allowed to talk about referees in their post-match press conferences yeah. or their post-match interviews. They're not allowed because they'll get yeah. fined. Yeah, they keep getting fined. Exactly. But again, in Cyprus, it's an okay thing to do because, again, it's it's the culture. But if you start... No, no, so so a, a coach or a referee, a coach or a player would still get a fine, but... Official press statements like that don't don't get anything. No, no. 
But again, I think that goes back to what I said about Aris and how far ahead they are from their social media and their marketing perspective. Like, because social media is still in its infancy in Cyprus. So I don't know. Again, I don't know, so correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't know if there's any regulations or rules that have been put out to say, if you do this on social media, you get fined. Perhaps there are rules that say, if you did it through the press, like put it on in a, in a newspaper, like a, a press release in a newspaper or something, or send it to someone at a Sport FM, for example, that can read it out, then you get fined or you get a ban or something. Mm -hmm. But because social media, I think, is a, is a new thing still for Cyprus, I don't know if they've changed any rules. I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the only thing I do know is that if you do, like, take a screenshot of someone's profile and put it on your your social media and, and gun them, that's, that's against the law. But in terms of putting out official statements on, on a club website, which isn't... Um, I don't know, written press, perhaps the rules rules are different. I, I, I don't know. Again, correct me mm. if I'm wrong. This is my naivety. I don't know. I don't. I don't know either. I don't. Uh, I've not social media kind of rules and regulations on this side of thing. I've not been keeping up with. I, I keep enough with bloody enough rules and regulations. Yeah, exactly, yeah. One, one with my job, and two <laughs> with uh, with. Like all the Dicasti guy and stuff like that for all these pods yeah, all the time. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you know, it's um yeah. It's, it's wild, it's, mate. Honestly, yeah. it's wild. Like th th these are conversations that we can have for hours on end. Yeah. Because it's it's th there's there's so many layers, so many fucking layers, bruv. Mm. It's mad. Mm. Yeah. It's, no. uh, it's absolutely mad. <clears throat> I mean, I mean, so to kind of finish this off in a roundabout way, you know, talking about dodgy stuff and, and weird stuff, Cyprus FA five, six days ago had a meeting to confirm what they were going to do about Alki or Oglini, um winding up their football operations, half, you know. It, halfway through a season so like Gioroglini we talked about previously they wound the club up because they want they, they, they couldn't fulfill a UEFA criterion which ended up being paying your fucking players um so the club decided well we're not going to play the play we're not going to pay the players so so they wound up the club um so all those players that were employed and not getting paid are now unemployed and can't sign for a club because of weird rules regarding transfers. Anyway, back to this. So they've decided the following things with regards to points and promotion and relegation. So Algier are going to keep their points from the first phase but be given zero points for the second phase of the second division. So that means at the moment, the team that's no longer existing is second from bottom. Because Olympiazli Bion still need two more points from the, ele the 11 games that they've got left to not finish bottom. Um, they've, decided that two teams are going to be relegated from the second division. So basically, 
with the decision being like whether or not three teams still get relegated or not. So they've just decided to just have those two relegation places. Um, and then three teams from the third division going up. So keeping keeping the teams going up the same rather than having three go down and say four go up. Um, and then they're going to have four teams promoted into the third division from the Epilehti uh, Categoria Stock, which is like the, the, the fourth division. Um, uh, yeah, so just an aside as well, like the season that they're doing in the second division at the moment is a bit weird. So the teams have all played each other once and then they've had the split where the top eight play each other, I think it's twice. And then the bottom eight are supposed to play each other twice, right? Or seven, seven or eight. Anyway, but because of how tight the league was, because they only played one round of games, it means that ninth, tenth, and eleventh place have more points than eighth. And in fact, ninth and tenth have got more points than seventh. Saladis. I mean, I mean, all this stuff that we've been talking about for the last what twenty-five minutes. It's yeah. All, all, all it all, all it reminds me of is 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 that you know well-known traditional song. Exactly. Well, the thing is, that there's something else that um again back back to the referees. There's something else that was said by um. Uh, Dimitris Christoforou, who's the uh, the press guy at Anorthosi. In fact, I think he gave an interview, what's the date today? It was this morning, actually, <clears throat> to Sport FM, and they were talking about the, the Buffalo game. And he was saying that, you know, the, the standard of refereeing last night, which was the Buffalo game, against Salamina and Olympia Goz, he said, we saw things that we did not like. We saw blatant reds that weren't given. We saw a penalty, which in our opinion was far-fetched, i.e. the one that <clears throat> was given uh, for Buffer. He says, we saw us lose to Olympia goes with a goal that shouldn't have counted, which I believe was in the cup. And then Salamina there, the goal disallowed, which should have counted. Then they go, communications with the relevant, re relevant bodies is continuous. And then he spoke about Sandis, who's the standing president, if I'm not mistaken. And... Mm -hmm. um, Minalaos and O'Neill, the, the referee, apparently they had an altercation um, at half-time or full-time uh, against Olympia Goza at Magario. So you have presidents or standing presidents literally approaching referees. So again, rewinding to what we said and something that we already spoke about, it's a culture thing, man. It's a culture thing. Yeah, a, imagine, it's, it's, imagine Abramovich <clears throat> going after Howard Webb. Well, he, he wouldn't have to, Abramovich. He'd just um, make him disappear. Yeah. <laughs> Rice him on the, on the oh door my handle. God. All right, all right. Hold on, hold on. It'd be Salisbury all over again. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's the, the teams demand to be respected as, as a team should be respected. Yeah. With regards to referees, the decisions from the Cyprus FA, but in their reaction, 
still behaving like piss hunts. Yeah. I mean, all, all, all the teams, most of the teams, it's like, I'm, I'm, all, I'm not just, you know, blanket. Yeah. Shambles, mate. Yeah. Anyway, we've done almost two hours, mate. You yeah. need to do Betty Bias. So before we wrap it up, let's bring up the league table. So, Lannaga, Aek, their lead has been cut to one point from five. Although, as I said before, who the fuck wants to win the league this season? Because it looks like neither of them do. Aris are closing in. It's only four points between them and Abuel right now. And it's looking very tasty for Aris at the moment. Buffer slipped down to fourth out of the European places for now. Mali Ormonia, 10 points behind Buffer. I mean, it's pathetic, isn't it? But hey, we're still top six so far. So I guess there's a light at the end of the tunnel, which is a long fucking tunnel. Abolona, sixth on 38 points. Salamina, seventh on 37. Then you have Ael, three points behind Salamina. So again, they're uh, they're making a little bit of a charge here. And see in with a shout mathematically. In ninth, uh, then you've got Gadmiotis at 10th on 27, Paralimni 11th on 18, then you have Doxa 12th on 15, finally Olympiagos on 14, and Agrida bottom of the table on 12 points. But um, any one of that bottom four, well, in fact, any, any, how many of them go down? Two or three? three. Is it three? Yeah. Three. Mm-hmm. So any three of that bottom four are in big trouble, big, yeah. big trouble. Because when it comes to Group B and the relegation matches, if you're down there with, I don't know, Salamina, Ael, Anorthosi, it could be sticky. It could be very sticky. Yeah, I mean, the problem with those four teams is as well, when they play each other, they don't they don't get points off each other. It's like it's draws no. all the time. <clears throat> yeah. So they, they're not... They're not pulling away. Obviously, Agritas as well have been a bit unlucky with some of their results. Um, Olympiagos, look at the amount of draws that Olympiagos have got compared to everybody oh, yes. else. There's eight draws there. I mean, you know, the that that's that's got that bad. Doxa, um, again, struggling. Baralimni have been unlucky with some of the results that they've had as well, um, but their performances have been good. So I think kind of looking at how the bottom's developing, yeah, I would think that bottom three is going to be the, the three that go. But, you know, I mentioned about Ike beating, talking about Ike beating Agrida 4-1 and then they end up, <laughs> that's not what the score was. Um, you know, uh there's, so there's still there's still some shocks before the split happens. You know, there's too yeah. much days there. Um, there's still there's going to be some stuff that's gonna it's gonna knock our block off. I mean, look, I'm just looking at the matches for next week. For instance, you've got Bafos versus Aris. That's going to be a big oh, one. Oh yes. You know, a draw for either of those is not is not a good result for them. It's either win or bust no. for both of those teams. You've got Anorthosi versus Ail. Same thing. Omonia versus Abuel, it's Eonio. It's a big derby. Um, and, you know, and then you've got Abolon versus Ayek as well. So you've got some. Dog Sakarmi Odisan, mate. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm waiting for the Graven Birch hat trick. 
Oh, mate. Yeah, yeah. look, I'm not to see Ael, as you mentioned, on Money against Apoel. Um, there's also Paralimnia Grida, which you mentioned, Salamina against Olympia Goz. That could go either way. Yeah. That, honestly. And then Abolon against Ayak on Monday, which I cannot wait to see. Honestly, I can't wait to see that one. It's going to be, so, it's yes. going to be a good week. It's going to be a good week where we talk about football instead of all the fucking nut job stuff around it. Tasty like Avgolemoni on mm. a winter's evening. Yeah, right, right after right after church for Christiana. <laughs> go home, go oh. home. It's, like, it's like one o'clock in the morning, and you're like, <laughs> It's coming up to Easter now, mate. People are fasting, yeah. people Ooh. are fasting. Yeah, they're gonna be waiting well, for started. that. <laughs> it started, it started. No, no meat this week. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. I went to the Limassol Carnival by the way on the Sunday morning. Yeah, for the kids, you know, my little one, she was loving it, and uh. Yeah, she's like, why didn't I get dressed up? Like, because our flight is at fucking seven o'clock in the evening. I'm not going <laughs> to, you know, dress you up, paint your face and get you covered in foam and shit. <clears throat> Show up at the airport completely like. <laughs> dressed up like the Joker. Imagine that going through security. <laughs> Fuck that. Jesus. Well, I'll tell you what, look, I, I'm not going to lie to you, man. It was, it was a lovely holiday and I saw so many people um, and, I, and I'm up with a friend that she used to play for Hermes Aladipo, and I have to tell you a story off camera because I can't tell you the story. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, the, you know what? I, I love the place. I absolutely fucking love it. And we, we joke about the football. We talk about the, the culture and how sometimes they can be a little bit backward. But I'll tell you what, there is never, never a dull moment with Cyprus. Never a dull and moment. And the door is always open. Of course. Of course, there you go. So, boys and girls, thank you for tuning in. We've done very close to two hours. Um, hope we haven't bored you. I don't think we have. We'll be back next week, hopefully. Hopefully, I think. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going anywhere. Okay, okay. You're in a few weeks, though, aren't you? Supposed uh, to be. Well, Touch and go. we'll see. We'll see. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll make the, the relevant arrangements if and when you do go. So, it sounds um, like a funeral. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, your Twitter is at Flares Cafes. We're at This Is Mappa. So until next time, boys and girls, Kalinichta, and um, be safe. We'll be back soon. Adios.